You're listening to the Peacock and Williamson NFL Show, your daily podcast on the National Football League, powered by the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to the Peacock and Williamson NFL Show. We're going to continue our conversation about quarterback tiers. The great Mike Sando, our buddy, drops an article every year where he interviews 50 folks in the league and they vote on which quarterbacks belong in which tiers according to the criteria that Sando puts out there. We talked about the tier one quarterbacks. We're not going to give the whole article away. You got to go to The Athletic and find it and it's always worth reading every year. You learn a lot about how the league feels about certain quarterbacks. But we want to highlight some of the tier two and three guys and maybe some that could be falling down into the tier four range, some of the lower tier quarterbacks that could be jumping up maybe this year or in very, uh, very, you know, not too distant future years in the NFL as far as quarterback tiers go. And a couple of big injuries happening so far in the early days of NFL training camps. At BD Peacock, at Williamson NFL is where you can find Matt and myself on Twitter and get involved in some questions to throw in for next week's Twitter Tuesday. And actually, I think we have to debut the two-minute drill Maybe next week, Matt, where we go through yeah. and make sure we cover most of the league and get into at least one one team in every division, one question in every division in the league in the two-minute drill and cover each division for at least two minutes. And I think it's a fun way to try to get around the league. And we do that in the regular season. I think we should try to do that in the preseason as well. Surefire sign that football's here for real to yeah. stay. You know, I mean, absolutely, that's exactly it. And sometimes, so we for, sometimes we miss stories, forget about different angles, and I love hearing where the listeners' minds are and things they want to learn about. And sometimes they become entire episodes just from one question. So if you have any questions at all, drop us at at BD Peacock at Williamson NFL on Twitter. All right, let's go to the New York Giants. Some bad news here with an injury and some quarterback news for the rest of this podcast. But I want to start with the offensive line. And Shane Lemieux, starting left guard for the New York Giants, carted off the field in practice. That was this morning, right? That's right here. Yeah, he's got a blurb on it. And that's not a big-name guy, but here's my take on it. First of all, my all-time favorite athlete forever and ever and ever is Mario Lemieux, (laughs) who wears 66. So I was very happy that Shane is wearing 66. And I don't know if that's a coincidence or not. I'm hoping that has not been that it's been brought to up to him many times. But that's about the best thing I can say about Shane Lemieux. <laughs> is that I like that he wears 66. And the fact that he's a starting guard for the Giants is troubling in its own right. And you mentioned off the air, they have a lot of guard bodies. But nobody that people are going to recognize, they really haven't addressed the the need in a while. Kevin Zeitler's now been is in Baltimore. It took them about two seconds to pick him up after the Giants let him go. Will Hernandez, and kind of stealing your words here, is a big, mauling, stiff guy that hasn't quite worked out like a second-round pick. The guard position here is really bad, and it's not so great at center either. Nick Gates at center. Um Matt Pert, sort of a project right tackle, who I like, long athletic guy, but I think he's already dinged up and on the on the pup list. So you've got the rookie from last year, the first rounder, Andrew Thomas, who you know, maybe not is quite as good as some of the other first round tackles that went last year and outplayed by almost all the the first round tackles that went after Thomas. Uh, so the offensive line is a problem for the New York Giants, and they can't lose another starter because who's behind Shane Lemieux? Maybe Shane Lemieux's not a you know Pro Bowl guard, but Kyle Murphy. They had an undrafted 
guard in Brett Heggie, who I have no idea who he is, yeah. what kind of talent he has. Zach Fulton, Chad Slade, another undrafted free agent, Jake Burton. Kenny Wiggins maybe goes from tackle to guard. Um, Jackson Barton, another tackle that could maybe play some guard. I have no idea, but none of those names mean anything to me. Maybe it means something to Giants fans. Uh, hit us at BD Peacock at Williamson NFL. Are we sleeping on one of those names and come in and start for you? But the the offensive line was going to be an issue potentially for the New York Giants, and it could hold back that offense. They've got Kenny Galladay. They've got Darius Slayton, who I like a lot, and Sterling Shepard. Um, but you got to protect your young quarterback. you got to create holes for Saquon Barkley or maybe some of the other running backs there if Barkley's not ready to go. Just bad news so far to start this preseason, and usually it's all good news at this point for teams, but with the news of Saquon Barkley and him himself admitting, yeah, maybe I'm not going to be ready for week one, uh, it's hard to be bullish on the, the New York Giants in 2021, and they need to be really good this year to save some folks' jobs. Yeah, and, and let's get on to bigger and better things, but Zach Fulton was like the only one of those guards that I can speak, you know, you know, somewhat educated on, and he's like the definition of a journeyman backup guard. I mean, at least he's played some. Thomas got a little better as the season went on. Nate Solder returns, but I mean, he was even talking about retirement before I had ever heard the word COVID-19. So where's he at? And Perk, the other tackles, a, a project as well. So I don't know. This could be the worst line of league. I don't want to talk too much about the New York Giants, but yeah, that's uh, yeah. that's not a great situation there in the offensive line. And it gets worse with, and, and, and you hope that Shane Lemieux's not badly hurt and maybe he does come back. But Carter off the field is never good in, in camp. No. Dak Prescott coming back from his nasty leg injury last year. He got paid, but now he's dealing with some arm trouble. So luckily it's not lower body injuries right now, but uh, the Cowboys update. This comes from Jane Slater, who's there in Dallas covering the team. After leaving today's practice, this was yesterday, early with soreness in his right arm, Dallas Cowboys quarterback Dak Prescott underwent an MRI examination in Oxnard, California. Covers... They're, 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 by the way, have you seen their practice field? No. It looks, uh, I think it's interesting that they go to California. Yeah, they go to Oxnard, California. They have for a long time. It looks like they're playing on a high school field. There was a play where I think it was Michael Gallup. Uh, I saw a highlight of him catching a pass, and, and he ran into a fence immediately after he caught the ball and flipped over the fence. It was like, God, you, <laughs> I mean, there's a lot of money invested in that stadium in Dallas. And I, I know going away to camp is, is cool, but maybe update those camp facilities too somehow because it doesn't look like the greatest situation that they're practicing in. Um, but that doesn't was, sound very Jerry Jones like, right? Sure. Well, that's the and, thing. Yeah, it seems like they would go all out and have the nicest high school look and practice facility that there is. But um, I digress. Along here. those lines, I got to bring this one close okay. to home. <laughs> it makes me a little angry that the Cowboys were allowed to go all the way to California, but the, the league wouldn't let the Steelers go two hours down the road to Latrobe, or I'd be there right now. And along those lines, too. Just again, I'm gonna. St. Vincent's College is tiny. I mean, like, you can walk it in 10 minutes. But there's Chuck Knoll Field there that the Steelers donated so these things don't happen. That's a beautiful field. Yeah. that. So it was the league? Makes no sense. It was the league that didn't allow the, the Steelers to the do Steelers, it? The Steelers, right, right. That doesn't make any sense. And I would think that Cali I don't get it, right. Hmm, I would think California would be a tougher place to try to to go play, you know, somewhere in LA that's highly populated would in, right. in a COVID scenario would make less sense than Latrobe, but maybe the Latrobe thing has too many people involved compared to what Actually, the Cowboys what I are think doing? it is is their dorms can't 
the dorms don't give enough space. Oh. Something along those lines. It's a tiny school. Okay. They don't want people rooming together. Something about the living situation is the, bad. The six feet rule would be broken too often. I guess, but I'm still mad. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> the res- the big story here is the results on the test, the MRI of Dak Prescott's right arm, his throwing arm, uh, that there is muscle strain in his right shoulder. And Dak said himself, quote, I felt some soreness when I when making certain throws today, and I really just decided not to push things too far. Better to be cautious and smart about it. I don't see this as any kind of serious setback. We'll treat it on a daily basis, and I'll be fine. So um, that's good news from Dak. There is some strain there, but no, no major damage. He's not going for surgery. It's probably not going to hurt his status for week one, but it's going to hurt his status for getting ready for week one. Yeah, and I guess you'd like him to practice more coming off a major injury. But the contract implies to me that they're not worried at all about the major injury, despite how gruesome it was to see and how much time he missed. Um, My hunch is they were not going to play him at all in the preseason anyway. Maybe a series or something like that. You know, not a lot. But they have the extra game like the Steelers for the Hall of Fame game. So maybe, you know, since you have four, he would have played a little but he wasn't going to play a lot anyway. Um, I also get the impression just from reading between the lines that if this injury occurred in week four, he'd play in week five. Right. Yeah. It's one of those things. So, and and you're going to see a lot of that in training camp with some minor injuries, guys are going to get held out and players that come off ACLs probably won't even see him at all in the preseason because they want those guys healthy for week one more so than, than how much they want them to practice. And if Dak is rusty for a couple of weeks, that's better than no Dak at all. Yeah. Especially the 17 game schedule. Let's just get these guys to the starting line healthy. Quarterback tiers. Where is Dak Prescott? He was not in tier one. Will he show up soon in tier two? You can save not only money, but you can save time when using rock auto Dot com. Why choose to spend 30%, 50%, even 100% more for the same parts from a chain store or a car dealership? For example, a Honda Odyssey fuel pump is $353 from a chain store. It's only $216, the very same exact part from rockauto.com. Family-owned business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years, and rockauto.com prices are reliably low for every customer, no matter if you are a professional or an at-home do-it-yourselfer. They are stocked with everything you need, an unbelievable selection at rockauto.com, everything you need from brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet for the inside of your vehicle. Oh, and the all-important wiper blades, which was my first purchase from rockauto.com. Go to rockauto.com right now, see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in there. How did you hear about us, Box? So they know we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. You got to go back to yesterday's show, Matt and I talking about Tier 1 and Mike Sando's article for The Athletic. We're on to Tier 2 quarterbacks here, Tier 3 quarterbacks, Tier 4. They're they're somewhat large tiers, and essentially you want your quarterback, if you are an NFL franchise, to be in one of these top two tiers because the top two tiers cover – basically half of the starters in the league, a little less than half. We're going through the top 14 in these tiers. And so if you're not in this tier, you're trying to get a quarterback into this tier. And and I think there are some quarterbacks later that will jump into this tier this season. But let's start with Josh Allen, who comes in as the top voted tier two quarterback. And again, this is 50 
folks inside the league, execs, coaches, that type of thing, that vote on Sando's criteria. And, and these are large tiers. I feel like, Matt, am I mistaken, or are these tiers even larger than they were last year? And so I remember there's four or five Seems tiers. Seems that way. It just feels like the, there's a lot more in here. And I think that speaks to what we talked about a few weeks ago when we were talking about the ESPN list, is that there's a lot of talent at quarterback in the league right now. The old guys are aging out slower and a, a ton of younger, talented players. That's a good point. I mean, I'm certain Drew Brees a year ago was in tier one or two. I know Ben was a two. I wonder if Rivers was a two. But other than that, nobody's kind of left the parade. But an influx flux of all these young, mostly athletic quarterbacks has really hit hard. And Josh Allen's the best example. I mean, I think he absolutely played like a tier one guy. And I remember mm -hmm. Mike Sando saying most of the voters said, just show it to me one more year. And I'm totally convinced you're a tier one guy. I just need to see it just a little more because I saw, I heard quotes like I've never seen a, a quarterback progress so fast or improve so fast at the NFL level. Is that, you know, is it real? Right. And it's sometimes hard to remember how bad Josh Allen was. There was a lot to fix. Oh. There were flaws in his game, inaccuracies. And the talent was obviously there. That's why he was drafted so high in the first round by the Bills. But there was development that happened, a lot of development. And I, I know there's Bills fans that have been on, and I love Bills fans, and they're so passionate about their team. But the Bills Mafia uh, went hard after last season to folks on Twitter finding analysts that did not believe in Josh Allen. I was but, one of them. But those analysts weren't wrong. He was not good. That's the thing. No. Is he got better. That was so the right and, analysis. And the right analysis now is that he was awesome last year. And I think it's right to say, okay, look, he's the top of tier two. He played like a tier one. Let's see it one more time. And I think I kind of lumped Josh Allen with the next guy, Lamar Jackson, who's seventh on this list. Because I think, it, and, and it was clear on the ESPN list too, evaluators still have a hard time. They had a hard time in the draft, and they still have a hard time figuring out where to place Lamar Jackson in this because he's he's so hard to play against, but there's ways he could improve, and he's so different than all the other quarterbacks. He really is. Um, Allen, to me, has a Mahomes-like ceiling and is the only guy in the league that might be more talented than Mahomes. But he was, two years ago, like we talk about Denver, Who's the best team in the league minus the quarterback position? Who is the best roster in the league? Buffalo was often my answer. As for Lamar, I think the, the world's a little too hard on him, to be very honest. I mean, his winning percentage as a pro is off the charts. I think he's a better passer than common conception, and I think that the receivers will absolutely help. But the fact is they've been very inefficient outside the numbers throwing the ball. That needs to change. It's a pivotal year for Lamar, but he's had a remarkable career in what, I don't know how many starts he's had, but he's had a remarkable career to this point. I would be willing to bet that, and, and that's why you have to put Lamar Jackson where he is, and even if you don't put him in a, in a tier one, I bet there's teams that would say, and Deshaun Watson was the last quarterback in tier one, I bet there's defensive coordinators that say, you know what? I understand why they're, ranked this way, but gosh dang, I'd rather play against Deshaun Watson than Lamar Jackson. It's easier to plan against, right? Maybe even Brady. I, I mean, I know that's blasphemy, but there's also a lot of old school guys that say, boy, I don't want Lamar Jackson as my quarterback. Sorry, he just isn't 
It isn't what I look at at the position. And you and they have the right offensive coordinator there too. Um, I think they he the he, there's and that's why he fell in the draft. There's teams that don't want to run the offense differently. They want to run the offense like the next guy who's actually tied in votes with Matthew Stafford with uh, four tier one votes, thirty eight tier two votes, and eight tier three votes. So uh, very split with a guy like Matthew Stafford, but he actually ended up being tied with an average of 2.08 for his average tier ranking, which is exactly tied with Lamar Jackson. Very different, but coordinators around the league want to run an offense with a Matthew Stafford type quarterback because that's what they've done their whole life more so than change things and scrap it and run it like a Lamar Jackson style offense. Yeah. And without question, first overall pick in the draft, massive arm, everything you look for prototype, all those good things. Obviously it's a, Massive crossroads, you know, year for him. You know, was it the the supporting cast, or was he just a somewhat of an underachiever in Detroit? But just paying attention to Mike's QB tier article year after year, this guy's always in tier two, and the league has always respected him, even when his you know season hasn't gone great. The league loves Matthew Stafford. They absolutely they love Matthew Stafford. So we'll see if that translates to W's and. Uh, he can take that Rams team to the playoffs, which is something that he wasn't able to do uh, in Detroit and, and get that team to a place where they can get over the hump and and be better than the Jared Goff-led Rams. And, uh, I mean, I don't think there's any argument that Stafford doesn't give them a better chance to win than Jared Goff did. And more aggressive, too. I also think Goff gets a little bit too much of a bum rap and gets all the blame, but Stafford's aggression and downfield ability and experience and just natural traits are going to be a big boost. Do you think that Stafford fits great with the McVay style of offense that, you know, the, the over the middle type of guys and, and Cooper cup and Robert Woods and the style of receivers they have there, or do you think Stafford would thrive more in a, in a system that allows him to use that arm strength and, and really push the ball down the field with regularity and throw to guys like he has in his career and had great success statistically. You know, Calvin Johnson, obviously, every team would love to have a Calvin Johnson on their roster, but even Kenny sure. Galladay. Um, I think the answer is both, because the two names you didn't mention at receiver are Deshaun Jackson and Tutu Atwell, you know, that are mm-hmm. just burners. I mean, they're going to throw the ball deep. The offseason tells us that. So I think that the Rams realized they were not stretching the field enough or effectively. And I also think that plays to Stafford's strengths. I wonder if he could build a quarterback in the lab. Would he want one with a little more running ability, though? You know, like Shanahan just hit. Yeah, and a lot of bootlegs, rollouts, and those types of things. But, you know, Stafford should be able to, you know, be fine with, with those types. And it's not like Goff was super athletic either, but, you know, not a, not a runner. With the football right, right, right. Is, is what you're saying. Um, Dak Prescott comes in next. Tier two for Dak. Nine overall. I don't know if, it, like, is tier two Dak's ceiling? Is Dak, like, the, the quarterback where you're like, look, Dak is awesome. Probably never get into tier one, though. Maybe not. I, I love his toughness. I think that he's not on the same unbelievably, you know, trajectory that Josh Allen was in the league. But I'm not sure that there's many other quarterbacks besides Allen that have improved more since the day they were drafted, which certainly lends itself to both their work ethic. He got a lot more accurate, too. It gets overshadowed because Allen did. And I thought, you know, rookie Dak needed Zeke and, 
you know, that awesome O-line, you know, where now I think Dak's the engine. That team in Dallas is is a really fun one this year, and uh, I can't wait to see how that offense comes together and see where C.D. Lamb, I mean, highlights of C.D. Lamb in practice at that uh, that Oxnard, California facility that we talked about, one-handed catch. Yeah. Did you see that one? I mean, his body control is crazy, and his just pure hands. C.D. Lamb, I think, is going to be a star, and, and maybe he's blocked a little bit from the number of targets he can get in that offense because there's so much other talent around him. But, man, um, Dak and C.D., we might be talking about that one for a while. Yeah, I, I mean, it's a... It's a great, great offense. Like Lamb, to me, would be my first fantasy pick of those wide receivers, but it's an amazing threesome. Gallup, I think, is an underrated player as Mm -hmm. well. Um, I'm super excited about it. And the defense, they're just building. We're going to play a lot of cover three. Don't give them the freebies like we did last year and see if they can keep up with us by sustaining long drives. We'll see. they got to try to trade Amari Cooper in the offseason, right? And keep keep Gallup? I would. Yeah. I mean, I, I like Gallup's future maybe as much as Amari's. And then if you mix in the price and the age, um, I mean, if things, if the wheels fall off, like if heaven forbid Dak gets hurt again, I'd be shopping Amari at the trade deadline. Yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. Like, let's say there's something crazy happens with his shoulder and, and maybe they find out it's worse and he can't play this year again or something like that. Which well, they just don't win many games. Would be a disaster. Bad, yeah, you're shopping him tomorrow. Yeah, agreed, agreed. All right, let's get to the rest of Tier 2. Some quarterbacks with some serious helium in the league that could be Tier 1 QBs as early as the next time we check on this list of Mike Sando next year and some Tier 4 guys that stand out to us next. You want in on the action? Well, you can get some at betonline.ag. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports BetOnline even has awards, TV shows, and reality TV you can bet on. Table games, poker, blackjack, real-time, updated odds, and props on almost anything you can imagine. And oh yeah, back to the sports. NFL props, futures, offensive, defensive rookies of the year, Super Bowl champions, win totals, Major League Baseball all summer long. We've got any number of other things you can get in on the action at betonline.ag. Just remember to tell them that Locked On sent you the fastest, easiest way to bet on all your sports, and it's free to sign up. Just go to betonline.ag, use promo code Locked On, and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. All right, I don't want to give the answers to the entire test here. you got to go to theathletic.com and find the entire massive article from Mike Sando. It's always fascinating. There's tons of quotes from people around the league about these different quarterbacks. But this is a, a, a very interesting one to me. And uh, this is uh, the, a large Tier 2, and we've only covered about half of Tier 2. Justin Herbert comes in at number 10, at just uh, actually tied with Dak Prescott here at number 9, in fact, with a 2.14 average tier rating. He had four Tier 1 votes, actually, out of the 50 votes, 37 Tier 2 votes, 7 Tier 3 votes, and even a couple Tier 4 votes. So this is the first quarterback that's gotten votes in every single one of the four tiers in Justin Herbert. I mean, Tier 1, too soon. Tier 4, what the hell were you watching? (laughs) <laughs> uh, right. But, but tier two, like with what we saw and it's kind of like the Josh Allen thing. Okay. Well, good job, rookie. Show it to us again. 
Yeah, I mean, to your point that there's so many guys in these top two tiers, I think shows that the quarterback situation is very healthy right now in the league. And Herbert being this high, which to me might be a little early, also implies that the future is really bright. And I love him going forward. I love his makeup. I don't want to say I missed on him coming out of Oregon, but I never saw this coming. But 10 for who he is right this second might be a smidge early. Here's a quote. I got to I got to reference one quote here. This is from uh let's see. It is an offensive coach about Justin Herbert who was interviewed in this article. Quote what did our illustrious former Stanford, Arizona, and Minnesota head coach say? Something about crowning their asses? Yes, go ahead and crown his ass. I think he's going to do it again. He's got juice. He's got attitude and the right attitude. Now he hasn't hit any adversity and expectation, expectations were so low last year. But now what? So, yeah, this offensive coach says crown his ass. I mean, if we're drafting <laughs> quarterbacks going forward, he's easily a top five pick for me. I mean, I think he's a total superstar. But, you know, uh, I mean, I'm crowning his ass, too. Yeah, <laughs> and, I, and, uh, I guess it's a short it, it might be a little too soon, but I'm, I'm kind of there with you with Justin yeah. Herbert because of the talent, too. And we're seeing that Talent's in the league amazing. right now yeah. is just when you have that much physical ability. And, and one of the things with Herbert is he played a lot of football, too. And, yeah, true. And, true. and right I back think, that extra year. Right, yeah. And so... That helped him play better earlier, I think. And there's a lot of young players in this draft, but Herbert played more than than all those guys. So that that really helped him as a rookie, and he has all the physical ability to go with it. So, um, yeah, props to Herbert for – and look, he was, he was the number six overall pick in the draft, and it seems like he was some kind of a draft snub because a lot of people didn't like him. But the Chargers absolutely loved him, and they, they didn't even want to trade up in the draft, and, and now you know why. Yeah, and I'm not, I'm not bashing on Tua – but imagine what Miami would be like in a public perception going forward if that was Herbert instead of Tua. Yeah, or if and there's some luck involved. Maybe the Chargers did like Tua, but not enough to give up what it was going to take to move up in the draft. Yeah. yeah. What if they did? And then they did go get Tua. And by the way, Tua is not going to show up very soon on this list. Nor should he, right? Right. But you know, it's only one year, and, and Tua could become a guy, a dude, dude. But what if they did move up, and then you know? Luckily for the Dolphins, they, you know, maybe Herbert falls into their lap. And so there, there's, yeah, there's right, a lot right. of luck involved when it comes to the NFL draft sometimes. Absolutely. You know, one team is torn on two players. They pick the wrong ones and all the teams behind them benefit or vice versa. It happens all with every draft. A very different quarterback here coming up next. A steady Eddie in Matt Ryan in tier two. He had 32 two tier tier two votes and 18 tier three votes he had zero votes for tier four zero votes for tier one so sort of the opposite scenario is what we saw just now with justin herbert and so i think pretty much everybody knows who matt ryan is this one bothers me a little um i've been a ryan supporter so over his career i've felt that he's been a little underrated i think there's been a lot of stretches where he's been a a top five type quarterback over his career but 11's a little rich for me i mean he doesn't move well. I don't think he's, you know, shocked by any stretch. But let's say it's windy or he has to go north and it's sort of, you know, weather games. I'd love to play against Matt Ryan against some compared to some of these other dudes that are around him on the list. To me, Matt Ryan isn't really all that much different than Ben Roethlisberger. 
So you kind of agree with this, with what one of these GMs said in the article, quote, my gut is that he's a legit three, like the best three, a three that can play like a two at times. Right. Where he used to be the solid two that would have some one days. So well, this kind of brings me to what I feel like these tiers are, is you feel good if you're in tier two. If you are, and so you're the you're the new GM of the Atlanta Falcons. Are you trying to improve over and replace Matt Ryan? Because tier two, I don't think you're in a hurry to replace your guy. It just all comes down to what's he have left and all those things. You know, I mean, phew. You talk about a pivotal year. I mean, if he's a solid player, I think you can go, let's do one more year, build a defense, and go from there with our young weapons. But, I mean, you you better plan for the future in some way. I mean, at least a, a Kellen Mond-like draft pick next year or something. Here's another question for you. You're a defensive coordinator. Would you rather play against Matt Ryan or the next guy on the list, Kyler Murray, right now? Ryan by a mile. I don't yeah. disagree. I mean, I, Kyler can throw it too. Oh yeah. Oh, the the talent's there, and he he just looks he looks like a video game player, like a creative player. He's so small, and it was really hard for me to get used to watching him. And I've seen him a couple times a year now, covering the Forty ers and seeing the Cardinals games. But he's just he, he he's a different guy. We talked about how um, Lamar Jackson's a different guy. Kyler Murray's a better thrower right now, and and Lamar Jackson has a great arm, but he's just not as a precision thrower as Kyler Murray is with his tight little release and, you know, his small body, but he looks even more different in an odd way because of how small and athletic he is, and quarterbacks like him just weren't allowed to be big-time quarterbacks in the NFL, you know, historically. So he, he's a very different-looking player, and there is a lot of room for improvement for him. He could just stay here and stagnate. I could see him dropping back into tier three. Questions about Cliff Kingsbury, but he's got weapons there in Arizona. He could be a tier one guy as well. So uh, this is another player that he didn't get any tier one votes, but he did get some tier four votes, tier three votes, but mostly tier two votes. I think his coach is on the hot seat. I think he has a lot of work to do to become a complete quarterback, but I bet 31 or 32 of the defensive coordinators in the league would say, I'd much rather prepare for Matt Ryan all week and play 60 minutes against Ryan than this guy. We're going to skip around here a little bit, and I just want to highlight a few names and feel free to throw some names out that you want to highlight. The last guy in Tier 2 is Joe Burrow. Half of a rookie season, is that enough to be in Tier 2, even though he looked great and was a number 1 overall pick? Not quite. I mean, I'm a believer. I'm a buyer. Um, He's not as talented as Herbert, but he sure looked the part, and I know that's kind of a vague description, but, I mean, that's what I want to see from Fields and Lawrence and Lance and all those guys that when they get into action preseason or not, that's step number one for me is, does he look like he belongs? Burrow really looked like he belonged. And body language, control the offense, how his players around him you know, responded and uh, he has all that. I mean, I think he's absolutely a keeper. I don't know that he's a tier two player this second, though. This is where I think there maybe needs to be one more tier in this. So uh, I look at the tier three quarterbacks, like in the top of tier three, like Derek Carr, Ben Roethlisberger, Baker Mayfield, maybe a little disrespect where he is ranked. Kirk Cousins. Yeah, definitely... Kirk Cousins epitomizes a tier three guy. Right, exactly. And and so Matt Ryan, does he belong in this list? Are, are those four, yeah, I think he's a three. Are those four quarterbacks belong in a different tier than some of the names we just mentioned above them? 
And um, I think you lump them all together. Right. Baker, it's Baker could be knocking on the door of a two, so he's a little younger. Where the book is a little more written on Carr. I think Tannehill's the best version of that. He's a tier two guy on here, but they're almost the the way that they write this up. I think that's the definition of a tier three guy. They mm-hmm. they need a fair amount around them. They're good players. I mean, they're good starters. And I know everyone likes to bring up like the Andy Dalton line. The Andy Dalton line to me was always way too low. The Andy Dalton line is just, mm-hmm. can you play in this league or not? You know, this is really the new line. It should be the Kirk Cousins line. Who's a really good player. I mean, I get a lot of heat for you. You never say anything good about Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins does his job. Uh, he puts up numbers, but he doesn't elevate those around him. I agree. And I think tier three should be the biggest group, but a, a decent group. And I think that's sort of the the Kirk Cousins area. And maybe there should be a line after him because then you get into the Goff, Wentz zone, uh, the Jimmy G zone. But there's just so many quarterbacks in that 15 to 20. And you almost want to th- like every quarterback you go through the league and you're like, oh, yeah, he's maybe, you know, middle of the road. He's he's probably somewhere around 15. And then you, you start counting them and you're like, oh, maybe he's 20 because there's yeah, like a right, lot of quarterbacks right. in the league. So that that's the zone that I think maybe there's a line after Kirk Cousins because. Um, I agree because you mentioned some of them like Cousins to me is so much different than Goff, Wentz, Winston. Darnold, you know, highly talented early picks that have flashed or had some good moments, but haven't played good football lately. You know, I mean, they're almost a totally different category to me than certainly Cousins. I mentioned earlier with, I think it was Justin Herbert, how he had some tier one and tier four votes. I think Sando needs to kick people off his list of people he's interviewing. And and if one of those yeah. coaches or GMs or evaluators was also the guy who voted for Daniel Jones as a tier one quarterback, he's got <laughs> yeah, to, I noticed that too. He's got to get kicked off the Come island. On, there was actually Sorry, zero. You're not invited back next year. Right? Like Daniel Jones, first of all, doesn't belong in this tier with the quarterbacks we just mentioned. Hasn't won anything. I, I don't have a lot of confidence. He's maybe two tiers too high, in my opinion. I'm not high on Daniel Jones. You know, he's no. got an opportunity, though. Young quarterback still has an opportunity. We just talked about his offensive line earlier. I don't like his chances, but he does have some weapons to throw to at least this year. Um, a, a tier one vote. Give me a break. But what's he that. shown? Yeah, come but on. He also had one yeah, tier five vote. He had zero tier two votes. And then a bunch of tier three and tier four votes. To me, he just does not belong in this tier. In the same conversation of the, the Roethlisbergers and Baker Mayfield and... Um, yeah, come on. Uh, Kirk Cousins, yeah, they're not in the same tier. Not in the same tier at all. He's very, very unproven. Daniel Jones isn't much different than Sam Darnold to me. You know, I mean, except Darnold has more ability. You know, if I were rolling the dice on one going forward, it'd probably be Darnold. Um, you're right. I mean, him to get a tier one vote might mean that voter is not invited back. I can at least understand someone giving Herbert a tier four vote because some of that is the incomplete neighborhood, you know, like it's too young. I can't quite put you into one of the three tiers yet. Yeah. I think you're going to be a one or two, but let's see it again. I mean, okay. I can sort of understand that justification, but by no means is I'd, I'd give someone a hard time for putting Daniel Jones in tier two. 
Right. Oh, absolutely. You know, and that's there was, inexcusable. And that's the that's the funny thing is there was zero tier two votes and one tier one vote. So unless that was the Giants, unless that was Dave Gettleman's vote, you, and, <laughs> right. and you probably Jones, and first yeah. of all, I, I I wouldn't invite David Gettleman to this party if I was interviewing people. Not a high opinion no. there of him uh, as a GM, but you probably shouldn't interview. I mean, maybe for quotes, but you shouldn't let a, a team vote on their own guy if that's the case. Probably not. Right. Yeah. Or someone that's affiliated with them in any way. You know. College teammate or whatever it is, yeah. Look at your close to the situation. And I'm not bashing the Carr brothers, but when David does his quarterback ranks and stuff on NFL.com, and Derek's always number ten. Yeah, I I mean, I think Derek's a little underrated, and he's probably like thirteen or fourteen on my list. But it does; it's not a good look. (laughs) All right, we're out of time here. Last Lamar Jackson off or something, you know. (laughs) Last one, really quick here. Just any names jumping out to you? I'm seeing Teddy Bridgewater above Cam Newton, and it just feels wrong here, even though they're back to back on this list. But when I mean, you got a former MVP like Cam hanging out in tier four next to Andy Dalton, and you know Tua's in this, and, and Jalen Hurts, do you see any names that are guys that are that are going to fall off the cliff? Any of these tier four guys you see jumping up into tier two or three in the near future? I think it's a little disrespectful to Cam. Tua's the obvious one at 29 that maybe he gets to 15. Uh, I think Baker, as mentioned before, could jump to a clear two, tier two guy. Oh, uh, man, I'm, I'm scrolling here. Jalen Hurts? I'm not big on Jalen Hurts. I know, I should bring him up too. I, there's there's just something missing, and I, I he's got some leadership, and he's got some physical Teammates ability. Teammates love him, yeah. And, and, and he can run a little bit, but he's not dynamically athletic, and... I think that's it. There's like, what's your calling card? And he's a good athlete, but he doesn't scare you like some of the other athletic quarterbacks we've talked about. He's something like Kyler Murray. And he's just not precision as a passer enough. You know, no. so it's like. And going back to Oklahoma and Alabama, too, late on a lot of throws, uh, I think he's a change of pace type guy. Mm-hmm. And his trump card's not a big enough trump card as an athlete to make up for it as he learns, in my opinion. I mean, he's a. He's a, he's got a, an NFL future. I, I just don't think. I mean, if I'm them, I'm looking for Deshaun Watson or Spencer Rattler, or yeah. you know, I mean, I, I don't think the answer's in the building. You're right, and I think that we'll they'll find that out about the Eagles this year. They'll probably earn a pretty high draft pick in the top half of the draft. They've kicked the tires on Deshaun Watson. They'll have picks, multiple picks, to try to go get their quarterback in the draft. So it, it's it's the one-year opportunity, and maybe he will surprise us all, and they won't need a quarterback with, with those draft picks, but I think they're going to spend those draft picks on a quarterback, whether it's a veteran or a rookie next year. I do, too. And you know, it's a decent line. They now have some weapons. Miles Sanders okay. It's not a bad landing spot. Imagine that offense with Deshaun Watson. They'd be pretty darn good. Lifetime Achievement Award, last one here. Joe Flacco, come on, sneaking into Tier 4. He's Why like... Why get invited? <laughs> <laughs> Was Josh McCown invited next? I yeah, mean, like, yeah. Matt Schaub? Come on. Come on yeah. here. Why do you get invited? Anyway, all right. Good stuff. That's fun. Go <laughs> check out Mike Sando's article at theathletic.com. A lot of good quotes. You can fill in the rest of the holes in the, the quarterbacks we did not talk about in the first four tiers and into the fifth tier of NFL quarterbacks and matt and i will be back tomorrow to finish up the week and all the training camp news right here peacock and williamson